This is the World Industrial News for Thursday, March 31st, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to Part 8 of their podcast, Sustainability and COP26. So I would say that those are important reporting standards uh, that are out there. In some cases, they and so, you know, some countries are also choosing to require them. And there's been a, a big push to align across standards, which is helpful, because if not, we also as companies can end up getting a lot of reporting fatigue. But but it's a the, the intent there is, again, to provide investors with the information they need to make better decisions about whether or not their portfolios are aligned to their values around promoting green economies and um, advancing net zero. You know, you'll generally hear, you know, was were the outcomes of COP26, you know, was it all a wash? Was it positive? Did it achieve what it set out to do? Um, you know, most people will say it was a, a fragile win, before COP26, we were projected it based on the pledges about, you know, hitting a 2.7 degree world. Now coming out of it, we're closer to 2.4 degrees. So, you know, we still need to do more and we need to move faster. But, you know, just to kind of give some some highlights of some positive things that came out of COP26. Well, one was that we now need to come back and countries need to come back and actually ad- update their pledges every year versus the next update was going to be in 2025. So what you're seeing is people are trying to incrementally move. Okay, we were at 2.7. Now we're at 2.4. By COP27, will we get down to two degrees? Will we get below two degrees? To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. A U.S. congressional panel said it would hear next month from six oil company executives who were expected to vet questions on whether corporate greed was behind the steady increase in commodity prices. U.S. Representative Frank Pallone Jr., the chairman of the House Energy and Commerce Committee, scheduled an April 6 hearing entitled Gouged at the Gas Station, Big Oil and America's Pain at the Pump. Shell Offshore Incorporated, a subsidiary of Shell PLC, recently started production at PowerNap, a subsea development in the U.S. Gulf of Mexico, with an estimated peak production of 20,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day. Shell is at work on more than $7 billion worth of offshore projects in the Gulf, where it is the largest producer according to Industrial Info's project database. The U.S. Gulf Coast region from Brownsville, Texas to Pascagoula, Mississippi, is one of the most important industrial regions in the U.S., home to most of the country's liquefied natural gas export facilities and numerous chemical processing facilities. Industrial Info is tracking about $5.6 billion worth of projects in the area that are set to wrap up in the coming second quarter of 2022. By overall project value, The power and chemical processing industries lead the region for upcoming completions. 
And the European arm of Ford is ramping up its European electric vehicle push by announcing seven new models and a $2 billion investment into its German production plant in Cologne. The company aims to produce seven new cars and vans at the Cologne Electrification Center by 2024, where it expects vehicle production numbers to jump to 1.2 million over the next six years, reaching annual sales of 600,000 units in 2026. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.